Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hi, I'm Jody Mullen. Welcome to Freakishly Well-Behaved Kids. This series of podcasts is dedicated to helping parents and other people who are connected with children help children behave and be their best. I'm in a unique position to share this with you because I've been a child counselor and play therapist for nearly 25 years. I've also been a mom. (laughs) Um, I learned many of the lessons about working with children, connecting to children from my own children and my child clients. It's informed my parenting, as well as the parent coaching and consulting that I do as part of my clinical practice. I recognize working with thousands of children and parents that there are some simple principles for parenting. I'll cover more than 20 principles for blissful parenting so you too can have freakishly well-behaved kids. The principles you'll notice are simple and yet life-altering. They'll change and enhance the relationships you have with children, how children actually behave, you making those changes impact the way your children behave, how you feel about yourself around children, and improve your overall parenting esteem. In this podcast, I'm going to either talk about a specific principle or lesson and how you can apply it. This one's really interesting, so stay tuned. Um, There's special guests, and this one's very special, that will further our conversations about parenting and children. Mm. Um, Also, my new book that was influenced by this podcast and the conversations I had here called Raising Freakishly Well-Behaved Kids is available. It's available on ebook, audiobook, particularly because of the person I'm talking to, and in print. So check us out at www.integrativecounseling, that's one word, .us. You could also find it on Amazon and Barnes and Nobles and that kind of thing um, as well. Um, Also at that website. We have lots of resources and web courses for both parents and professionals. So let me tell you about my guest today. He's a very special person. It's actually my brother. Um, So welcome, Rory. Hi. Hi. (laughs) So the reason why I'm talking to Rory is that Rory um, is a stay-at-home dad. And um, he gets, and I actually, when I'm talking about him, get a lot of reaction and response to that and um, so we hear last time um, last podcast we talked to a new working mom and so I just figured we sort of round that out a little bit with talking to a stay-at-home dad um, and so uh, one of the things that I said earlier was that we would weave in some of the principles um, because Rory is really ama- uh, amazing at doing taking those principles um, that are in the book, Raising Freakishly Well-Behaved Kids and Using Them with His Children. And then the other piece um, that I said about Rory in the intro is that he was uh, part of the impetus for me creating an audio book because he doesn't love to read. So uh, anyway, but he did read the book and I know it, there's proof. So um, anyway, Rory, I just wanted to start with maybe telling us a little bit about what you're, what it's just like on a day-to-day basis um, for you as a stay-at-home dad. What is your day like? 
pretty much starts with getting them Lala to the getting them ready after once they get up. Get mm-hmm. one to the bus stop, start the car for the wife. Um <laughs> <laughs> then we go get one to school. It all depends on the day that it is. Yeah. Sometimes I have to drive them both to school and then I have a couple hours to myself like today. There's other days where I have to drive one to school and then come back, take the other one to speech. Right. Uh, do some errands. I do laundry in the clean, make their beds. Pretty much everything. Right. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> you know. So for instance, this morning, I uh, drove them both to school. I came back. I already threw in two loads of laundry. Uh, emptied the dishes from the dish, not the dishwasher, the dish drain, and put those away. Made myself breakfast, uh, cleaned up the living room a little bit, and that's pretty much where we are in a continuation of that. (laughs) Okay. Well, and then you were just telling me before we uh, started this that you just fed the chickens as well. So um, so take care of the animals. Chickens. I'm sorry for interrupting. We have chickens, uh, rabbits, and ducks that I we take care of also, that I take care of. Yeah, so it keeps you busy. So um, one of the things that I was thinking of as you were just, um, you know, saying all that is that it sounds like one of the things that helps your day um, and helps the children as well is keeping a routine. It's like you know how it's going to go pretty much. Yes, that's, yeah. it, it does help. So how did you even like did you, how did you establish that or did it, it does it just naturally kind of happen? It pretty much just naturally happens that um, you know the day of the week and you just got to get it going because if it's not done it's still you know it's got to get done eventually so you just have to keep right. on just going through it. Okay, so is that that's definitely. I mean, one of the principles that are, um, is in um, freakishly well-behaved kids that we talk about is being able to t- maintain some stability and consistency, and so uh, that that's really helpful to you as a parent, but that's also really helpful to your children. And I think what I hear you saying is that um, you're able to do that. You know, is that even on a day that one goes to school and the other doesn't, or uh, one the one who doesn't go to school as much goes to speech. It's that you still have a routine in there so that there's things that your kids can count on, but also things that you can count on too. Yes. Yeah. So what have been some of the challenges? Uh, when snow days, when they yeah. go home, um, sometimes just too much togetherness and arguing. Yeah. How uh, old are you? The, Excuse me? I said, just how old are your kids? One, she'll be eight in May, and one will be five in the end of June, uh, January. Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. So you have some of that, like, typical sibling stuff that happens, and having them both home all day, for instance, on a snow day or something like that, that can get overwhelming. Yeah. But then they'll go, they'll have a couple minutes where they're going at it or something like that. Then we'll figure out what's going on and Uh discuss the problem. And then they'll have their own alone time or whatever they need to do to relax. And then they're 20, 10 minutes later, five minutes later, depending on their best friends again and playing. Yeah. 
Right, right. So um, it sounds like one of the strategies for you is when um, you are managing the two of them at the same time is figure and and they're not getting along um, in a developmentally appropriate way. <laughs> is that you are talking to them about like, wait, what's going on here? So really talking to your children about that and allowing them to speak to to you about that as well, but then um, recognizing that for your kids, um, separating them and having some alone time is, is really what they need, and then they can come back and reconnect and be playful and doing the things that eight- and five-year-olds, um, you know, really flourish at. Yes, exactly, because uh, my daughter will go up in her room after a while. Uh, I'll talk to her, and then yeah. she'll... She'll be frustrated. I'll recognize, try to recognize what, how she's feeling. And right. then she'll, and then in a couple of minutes, I'll just leave her alone. And the next thing you know, you usually hear her like singing or something like that in her room or talk, <laughs> playing with the cat. And then she works her way downstairs and she'll just, she'll be singing or something. She'll, it'll be gone. Like it was yeah. nothing. Yeah. And also, so I just wanted to highlight, too, that like you're talking about another principle there, um, being able to recognize your child's feelings and, you know, share that with them. So recognizing that she's frustrated and it is, you know, again, developmentally appropriate for her three years older than her brother to become frustrated with him. Like that's how it works. And him with her, you know, as well. So um, another thing that I was thinking of, uh, um, you know, actually one personally, but two professionally is like, um, do you get any slack for being a stay at home dad? Like, do people say things to you? How did, what is that like? Uh, yes and no. It all, de- it all depends. Some people just look at it like, uh, even my friends are like, oh, you have the easiest thing going on or you don't do yeah. anything or. Right. And, but in all, I don't really care because I love hanging out with my kids. I enjoy right. doing the stuff around the house. Like it needs to get done and we're in a position that we can. So right. I'm taking, you know, take advantage of the situation and enjoy hanging out with them. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, so um, when you say like, they don't think you do anything then, you know, uh, and, and that you don't like even get into it with them. You don't feel like you have to prove yourself and be like, Oh, really? This is what I do. Yeah, no. They 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 know what I do. They just don't think, like they just don't I just don't know if they agree with like that I don't bring in the money or the right. major breadwinner, but I have I do do something on the side and when I do make my money I I put that to the family also. So it's not like right. I don't do things. Right. There's multiple ways that you contribute to your family. So I think in some ways that's, you know, part of um you know what what comes up is that it sounds like that that could come up for other stay-at-home dads. Are you connected to other stay-at-home dads, like either um, directly or through social media or anything like that? Uh, one of my good friends that I've met since we moved up here is a stay-at-home dad and works mm-hmm. uh, nights and stuff like that, but spends most of the time with his kids in, in the mornings and as, as such. Yeah. So we've talked and we both understand and, you know, we, we are friends because of that. Right. That's what connects you guys. Yeah. Yeah. So what is it that you would want uh, other families who may be considering um, having one parent stay at home know about that? Like, you know, I, I mean, I guess I'm thinking, what are, what are for 
Well, let me ask you it this way, Lori. What are some of the benefits that you can see in your own children about you being a stay-at-home dad? Well, uh, first of all, I guess that whenever they need me, if they need me for school, if my daughter needs me to bring her a snack or she forgets something or she needs something at school or she's sick, I'm there mm-hmm. and I can pick her up without hesitation or anything. She's... Um, I just think they recognize it and it, they enjoy it. Yeah. And so, you know, um, they real, and maybe they realize that they don't have to where some of their friends go to after school and time and not able to spend their time with their dad or their dad doesn't pick them up or, or their mom or whoever. And right. I think they just enjoy it and know that no matter what I'm here. Yeah. Um, is that the, it's not even something that they have to worry about. Like, and I, I can parallel it to my kids because um, both of us are in, in my household are working parents and uh, we work, although we both, my husband and I have flexibility with our, some flexibility with our schedules. There have been times where we're both, you know, sort of teaching at the uh, university and it's, you can't, it's not like I can just walk out of a class. I can't even be contacted, um, you know, during a class and neither could he. So if my kids and you, you and I both live in uh, areas where the weather is an issue. So it's like if the, they're closing school early, uh, you know, it could have been for me and my partner that we don't even know about it. And, and, you know, then there's some anxiety that happens both for our kids and then later for us when we learn about it. But one of the things you're saying is like, that's not a thing in your family. No, because even when we have the two hour delays, mm-hmm. uh, she there's no worry because she'll get to school she'll get to the bus in time and my son will get to speech if it's on like a say on the days that he has speech right. and uh and my wife will no worries she'll get her thing she'll be getting to work or and not yeah. have to worry about getting yeah. staying or losing time or not be missing a meeting because she has to stay right. and drop the kids off or something like that and, and I think, too, you know, even as you're saying that is one of the things that, you know, has really uh, and my kids are way older. So I have an 18 and a 15 year old is that, you know, one of the things that happened for um, us as working parents a lot was that there would be a two hour delay or there, you know, something like that would happen. And we would or there'd be half days, you know, some on the school calendar, sometimes there's half days. And, um, you know, I would just um, I don't even know if I'm allowed to say this, but I guess so because my daughter's already in college. I would just let them stay home because it was easier to have um, my kids home than to have to, to manage the half day. Like the half day was actually way um, more difficult for us working traditional uh, hours. And I think that that's a, you know, certainly I heard among other working parents that that, you know, uh, those half days, for example, are just really challenging uh, with typical work schedules and a job where you don't have flexibility. And, you know, so it's, it's super cool that you are like able to do that. And it's, you know, like it's not a worry for you, for your wife or for your kids. Yeah, no, the half days, like we get the half days too, where they have early release. uh, And yeah, there's usually no worries about it. Right. And, or Um, because she had, I, give her a choice she could either go to the library and for with the after school and do what crafts and stuff at the library and then they'll pick her up uh like i would pick her up at school yeah. or or she could come straight home or i could pick yeah. her up 
Or I could do whatever, or I could pick her up and go out to lunch, or I could do whatever we want. Right. Well, the other thing is, uh, cool, Rory, that is that in so much of what you talk about are embedded these um, principles. And I think this is exactly what I'm talking about um, in the book, but raising freakishly well-behaved kids. It's like a lot of this stuff parents are already doing, and now it's just like recognizing what you're doing that's working and recognize recognizing how you can do something either either better or differently. And so right there, you're just talking about another principle. You're talking about giving your child some choices, but not overwhelming them with choices, you know? So you can either stay after or come home. That's a pretty easy one. Or you can come home and we can bake cookies, or you can come home and we can do crafts, you know? So I think just being able to weave those things in also, uh, you know, you know, certainly keeps your kids grounded and centered. Um, what is what, what are some of the things that you really um, think, I asked what you thought benefited your children. What do you think benefits you personally um, being a stay-at-home dad? Time with the kids. Like, in, in all honesty, it's fun. Because <laughs> I look around at other friends or other people, and one of my friends works 80 hours a week, and, oh, you know, and, and and has commute, so almost a, in commuting and stuff like that, where he mm-hmm. only gets three hours, you know, he, he eats dinner real fast, puts him to bed and that's it. Whereas right. on the weekends, he only has a couple, you know, where he always works or something. I get that time I could enjoy and we have our choice. Yeah. We could go to the museum. We could just hikes or whatever and just have fun. Yeah. What is some Do of something your different. Things? Yeah. What are some of your favorite things that you have done recently with your kids? Uh, my son and I went for a hike in our woods, and which was pretty fun, exploring some of the stuff that was there. Uh-huh. Um, and what else have we done? We took a road trip recently and uh-huh. took him on the ferry. Um, what did we do? Yes, we've done a sleepover recently. We've uh-huh. done – they built or they started decorating the house. Right. They did Hanukkah stuff. They did – I think they did. They painted last night. Yeah, so Kids they're really. Painted, so that was fun. <laughs> you guys are um, like a very much a doing family then, so you keep them really moving and grooving then. Yes and no. They have their times where they sit and watch TV and stuff, and mm-hmm. where we do things. But I'm not. I can't really sit still for long, so we'll do. <laughs> Yeah, so you um, try to really balance that out, keeping them busy with also giving them time to just sort of chill. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so, they could have um, a, they could get to watch a show and then, but then they have to go play, whatever, anywhere, do do something, and then they could mm-hmm. come back a couple hours later. Oh yeah, so you're just sort of monitoring that screen time with them as well. Yeah, so I have as much as we can. Um, yeah, right. I know it's challenging. So um, that just made me think of another question, too, is, you know, one of the things that I talk um, a lot about in terms of working with children, but also just being with children, whether they're your own or your nieces and nephews and um, or your grandchildren, whatever, whatever, is that children are really good teachers, um, that there's so much that we can learn from being around them. And so I guess I'm wondering um, if you can think of anything any lessons, like life lessons or otherwise, that your children have taught you? Just, I think just look at things a little slower, try to get their perspective. Yeah. So tell me what you mean by that. 
when they play or when they, we went down to Long Island this weekend and Henry um, saw all the lights and was like, wow, there's so many lights. It's so bright here. And yeah. it was just interesting to look at it that way to see how exciting it must have been or how crazy it must have been compared to how dark it is where we we live. Right. Right. So living in a more rural area, you don't have that. And so just, um, so part of the lesson was just like seeing it through his eyes. It's just so things can be so different and the way he understands them is different. How, yeah. how does that, um, how do you think that that impacts how you parent? Yeah, because you wouldn't want to in like positioning, I guess, like if I don't want to over like over like stand over him or something like that. It's like mm-hmm. so small, try to get a little lower because it's, I think like looking up at someone would be more fearsome in a way or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I try to just get down and talk to him a little better. Yeah. So, yeah. so I, things like their perspectives like that, or just how they want to, they want to be talked to, you know, they, <laughs> you talk to, you know, you talk to them the same way you want to be talked to. Yeah. So just being really respectful of your children. Yeah. Yeah. So giving them um, their boundaries, giving them the respect and you'll get it back. Yeah. I, yeah. That's, I mean, I think that that's one thing that just, um, I wish all uh, people who are connected to children would under, you know, really understand is that like when you are respectful to them, they will be respectful to you back. It's, it really is a give and take, um, you know, kind of thing. So what's something that you're really proud of, um, in terms of your parenting, like as a dad, what's something that you can say, like, you know what I'm really proud of um, about being a dad um, and raising your children? Uh, the compliments from, I say, like teachers and stuff like that, that they're very well behaved, they're very good, they're social, they're, they're helpful, their manners, and yeah. and they've also said, like, some of the teachers have also thanked me being being a stay-at-home dad to being available for them at times. Oh, so you I go in do and like, mm-hmm. excuse me. Um, so like you go in and help in the classroom or do things like other activities that uh, they have at the school. Yeah, like uh, we did stone soup. So I made the soup and went to the school and passed and passed it around for my daughter's class. Mm-hmm. And one of the and the teachers was like, "Thanks for being a stay-at-home dad and being able to do this." Yeah. So some of it, too, is like the novelty is that there's not, a, um, you know, not a lot of stay. Well, there's not a lot of stay at home parents anymore, you know, uh, according to like the workforce data. But there's even fewer stay at home dads than there are uh, stay at home moms, in, you know, in heterosexual uh, relationships. So that's what, you know, so you're an anomaly, <laughs> uh, you know, in that way, you're something really different. Um, and so you just sometimes you feel proud about that is, I think, what you're saying. Uh, definitely, because so I think also some when I make plans, I usually have to make plans with all the moms and not right. the dads. So I try to, you know, I try to do that. But also, I think that they they see that and they're like, wow, you know, he does a pretty good job without any assistance or when he's out or able to hold his own. That he could do pretty much everything that I could do except certain things. <laughs> Right, right. Uh, yeah, breastfeeding. <laughs> so yeah, I'm not, um, I'm not there yet. 
Yeah. So what's that part like? What um what's that part like of being um you know uh you know if you're with the other stay at home or uh, parents with flexible schedules or who work part time or work um you know only in the home um that you said you said you're dealing with mostly moms. So what what is that like from your perspective? That that's interesting to me. Uh, I don't know. It, it's Sometimes I think it's tough. Like I, just because the moms will, will of course, gravitate to the moms and stuff, and I try to get the, my kids involved. No. Uh, but I, but I make the plans with them, and well, I don't know, just you know, and I don't, I don't really know. <laughs> it's, it's a no, tough one. I- that's fair. No, I think I, you know, so I didn't, um, you know, one of the things that I did tell you would be some of the questions I would ask you might be difficult, but, you know, one of the things that I was thinking of, you know, just in terms of that um, is that uh, I, I'm going to take some credit here, perhaps having two older sisters um, who <laughs> makes makes that an easier task for you as somebody who doesn't have uh, sisters or, you know, other uh, women in their lives besides their partner, um, if they're, you know, if they even have a partner who's female. So, I, yeah, I just definitely think that that would be a challenging thing because that, you know, there there is going to be some, you know, we we have bias. I'm not, trying to, I'm not trying to hit, you know, I'm not trying to hit on them. I'm just want my, right. you know, your, your kids in my kids' class, so let's get them together. Let's go yeah. have some fun, you know, bring them sledding or do something, you know, let, right. c- come over, hang out, come sledding also, or drop them off or meet at the library, meet at, you know, try to do something. It's not like I'm asking yeah. them out, but sometimes you feel like that in a way because, right. like, uh, how people would perceive, you know, some people could perceive it, however, but, right. um, you know, and with, I guess, with saying the two older sisters make it more comfortable and, in a way. Yeah. Well, yeah, I really, yeah, I'll take some credit. Um, well, I really appreciate that you, you know, that you honestly share that because I do think that that, uh, you know, certainly that could be something that people think or um, grapple with. And, and maybe it's not even, you know, the um, moms that you're trying to connect with um, themselves, but maybe it's some of the other people in the, com- you know, like in the community and whatever. And it sounds like you're, um, it goes back to one of the first things I asked you is like that you're like, it, it's whatever. This is what I do. And, and so I'm not going to let um, other people's stereotypes or bias, biases get in the way of how, you know, that I'm not going to not invite um, a kid that my kid wants to play with and, and their parent to come flooding because it, it might look weird to other people. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, Pretty much. Yeah, I'd say that sounds right. Yeah. So I want to, um, we just have a few minutes left, and I wanted to read um, something that um, your uh, wife and partner r- wrote about you and just get your take on that. So um, if you, if I may, I'm just going to read this. Uh, and this is only a part of what she wrote. She wrote, at, at, you know, like I shared with you um, prior to us coming on the podcast, is it was really beautiful. So I just want to uh, share it. So she said, um, I pursue my career full-time and worry as a stay-at-home dad. This arrangement works well for us as we both prioritize our children and family and feel grateful that we have the resources. Rory works hard to take care of the kids in our home, acting as a wealth of support to all of us. As a working mother, it's a huge relief to not have to worry about childcare. Rory 
uh, facilitates much of the domestic tasks so that I can focus on my demanding career. I couldn't do this without his generous contribution to our family. His time at home has strengthened his relationship with both of our children, a privilege we don't take for granted. So is there anything, uh, so I just, I kind of want to let that sit for a second, but is there anything in there that really, like, um, really speaks to you um, that, you know, you would want other uh, stay-at-home parents, other parents who work, um, you know, as homemakers, um, you would want them to hear? Um, That was awesome what she wrote. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That is how it does, how it makes you just, a better connection with your children and stuff like they've seen every emotion mm-hmm. that I have they've seen you know but then yeah they so they've seen me cry they've seen me laugh they've seen me do the laundry they've seen me make the beds they see me you know taking care of the animals like they've right. seen everything and which I think is just you know it's which I think is good yeah I you know the other thing that I take out uh, of this as a um, you know, as a working mom, um, and, and there are times where my husband has more of a stay-at-home role or more of a role in, in terms of caretaking for the children, is this line, and I think it's so important, where she says, this arrangement works well for us as we both prioritize our children and family and feel grateful we have the resources. And so it doesn't, you know, like, it takes, you know, it's the collaboration and cooperation and I some you know and I just think that sometimes people also take that part for granted that they that so definitely um, definitely like we both yeah we this is a great arrangement and this works out well for us I don't think I don't think a lot of my friends or a lot of people I know can do an arrangement like this yeah but this yeah. actually works and we both enjoy it and I think our kids are better off for this arrangement Right. And I mean, I might be a little bit biased, but when you were here visiting for Thanksgiving, they were freakishly well-behaved children as well. <laughs> well, so I just, they were on notice. They were. <laughs> so I just want to say thanks, Lori. I really appreciate you uh, doing this with me and I love you very much. And I'm, you know, just so proud of you as um, a dad too. Like you're just an amazing dad. So Thank you so much for being my guest. Well, thank you so much. I enjoyed it, and I love you, too. Okay. I'll talk to you later. (laughs) Bye, everyone. (laughs) Love you. Bye. Bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.